Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Amen. We're going to read from verse 22 to verse 27. Amen. Here begins the reading of God's word. I'll be reading for the New International Version. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Verse 26, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Let's bow heads in prayer. Father in heaven, we come before you this morning and we thank you for this time as we will break the bread of life. Father, as the faces differ in this congregation and those who are watching by way of podcast, so does the needs this morning. Father, you know what each and every one has been experiencing and going through in their spiritual journey. But Father, I pray now under the anointing of your Holy Spirit that you would speak and minister life to your people. Oh God, where freedom is needed, bring freedom. Where healing is needed, bring healing. Where deliverance is needed, bring deliverance. Where hope is needed, bring hope, oh God. When encouragement is needed, bring encouragement this morning. Father, I pray that we will not leave the same way we came in Jesus' name, but that we will have ears to hear what your spirit would say unto this church this day. So Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my Redeemer and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may sit down in the presence of the Lord. And while you're sitting down, I, I want you to talk, tell your neighbor this. Say, neighbor, neighbor. I'm staging a comeback. I want you to talk, uh, to, tell somebody else. Say, neighbor, neighbor. I'm staging a comeback. Yes, 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 yes. I'm staging a comeback. That's right. Amen. I'm, I'm staging a comeback. As I was praying and asking the Lord what he would have me to share. Amen. Something that dropped in my spirit that this is a season for us to really get back to the place where God wants us to be. So many times in our Christian life and in our faith, we, we have momentum, we, 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 we have the drive, we, we have the passion, but then over time, that passion begins to wane. Over time, the passion begins to wane. Think about a, a, a married couple. When you first get married, they call it the honeymoon. Everything is just fresh. It's, 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 it just happens spontaneously. The connection, just the, the love that you have for each other. But then over time, for some married people, it, it, it's, just, it's a few weeks. Some married couples, is a few months. Hopefully, it lasts a year. But at some point, amen, the things that were so spontaneous now takes hard work. When your wife asks you to get a cup of water, sure, dear. But then a year later, you can get it yourself. You have two feet, right? Everything begins to shift and, and, and change around. And so the passion begins to die, but you have to work on building the passion. Many times in our Christian walk, we'll have setbacks. We, we, we will have issues that will, will come against us that will cause us to kind of fall back. I call them missteps. We'll have missteps. Have you ever had a misstep when you were on the journey, you were walking down the path that God has for you, but that something just got in your way and caused you to misstep. Maybe you, you, you was marching to the rhythm. You had everything on and everything was just going right, but all of a sudden you had a misstep. All of a sudden you hit your foot. All of a sudden you tripped and it caused a setback. What I want to talk about today and over the next couple of weeks as the Spirit of God would lead is I want to talk about getting back. Someone say get back. Yeah. This is a season where God wants you to get some stuff back. He wants you to get your fight back because some of you are too passive. He wants you to get your faith back because some of you are doubting too much. He wants you to get some vision back for your life because some of you are just blind right now. You don't know where you're going. But this is a season that God wants you to get back. 
It's time to take back what the enemy has been trying to take from you. This is a season where God wants you to stage a comeback. He wants you to stage a, a comeback. You see, we're not the only one church that ha has experienced setbacks. If we look in the book of Revelations chapter 2 verse 1 through 5, we, we see Jesus is, is talking, amen, to John the Revelator. And he's speaking to the church of Ephesus. And he says, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, that's what it means to the pastor of the church, there are words, these are the words of him who hold the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. This is Jesus, of course. He said, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. This kind of sounds like the gathering church here. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people because we don't tolerate wicked people here. Amen. And that you have tested those who claim to be apostles, in other words, those who claim to be sent from the Lord and are not and found them to be false. You have persevered and endured many hardships. Has anybody endured many hardships here? Do I have any witnesses now? Come on, y'all can talk back to me this morning. I'll come up in your face now. Y'all can Talk back to me this morning. Any hardships? Have you uh, dealt with hardships? He, 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 he said, for my namesake, I am not grown weary. In other words, you still got a press in you. Even though you tripped, even though you fall, you, you still dragging on. You say, I'm still going to move. If I can't run, I'm going to walk. If I can't walk, I'm going to crawl. If I can't crawl, I'm going to scoot along till I get towards the promise that God has for me. But Jesus is speaking here to the church of Ephesus. And he says, yet I hold this against you. Well, Pastor, Pastor, well, what, what, what God hold against the church of Ephesus is, it seems like it's a church that got it going on. They're teaching the scripture. They're going forth. They're doing hardships. They, they, they're pressing against all their haters. They, they, they're moving all the people who, 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 who claim to be saints but ain'ts. Because we have a lot of ain'ts, amen, who said they're saints, but they're ain'ts, amen. And so he said, you, you, we're doing all these different things, but he said, I have this one thing against you. He said, you have forsaken your first love. One version says, you have forsaken the love you had at first. What he's saying here, he said, you have forsaken your passion. You have forsaken your drive. You have forsaken your momentum. The very thing that drives you, the very thing that, that gives you the thrust that you have in your faith in God. He said, consider now how far you have fallen. What do you mean, Pastor? They're fallen. They're fallen because they lost sight of their first love. Even though they had all the art, even though they had all the things right on the outside, but yet their hearts were far from him. They prayed, they came to service, they tithed, they did all the things that they knew to do. They had the arts covered, but their heart was far from God. And he says, consider how far you have fallen because when your heart is not in it, you're not giving me true worship. He said, repent. Repent simply means to turn away from. In other words, change your direction. In other words, change your mind. In other words, change the way you think. And do the things you did at first. I don't know about you, but I remember when I first received Christ at the precious age of, of about 15 years old, when Jesus Christ came into my heart, my God, I was on fire as we were safe for the Lord. Why do you say we on fire? Because Jesus says, I, I, I rather you hot or warm. I don't want you lukewarm. If you lukewarm, I spew you out my mouth. I want you on fire for me. When you, when, when you first come to Jesus Christ, you are passionate. You, you, you have what I call your spiritual honeymoon. You are what we call a babe in Christ. Everything is fresh and everything is new. And let me tell you something, at everything at church, you are there. If there's a Bible study, you're there. It's a 6 a.m. prayer call, you're there. And every time the pastor calls an altar call, you're there. But then something happens when we get a little grown. And we get a little educated in Christ. And now we begin to dress different. And now we could talk the lingo. And now we could do the song of the dad. We, we, we know the two-step. We know how it goes. We, 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 we know the, the, the protocol. We know how things happen. And at times, we just begin to get laxed. What I call at ease in Zion. We were very passionate. We didn't know much. We were wet behind the ear. We had zeal for the Lord. But as time passes, we lose that zeal. We're still doing things that we used to do, but our heart begins to drift from it. 
And when our heart begins to drift, we have setbacks. Just like here in the church in Ephesus. But Jesus told them to repent. He said, change your mind. He said, do the things you did at first. When I first got saved, man, I love to pray. Oh my God, I love to pray. Don't bother me while I'm in prayer. I love talking to my Jesus. I had a, a, a wonderful prayer life. But then see, like life happened in my prayer life just kind of went down. Hey, anyone could ex be honest and I got some honest folk in the house. The rest of y'all going to hell. Y'all ain't telling the truth this morning. <laughs> and so my prayer life began. And I used to share with everybody about my faith. Hey, do you know Jesus? Hey, hey, hey. Do you, you back there with the, do you know Jesus? Hey, hey, you hide behind that pole. You know Jesus, get off that cell phone. You know Jesus. And I'm telling everybody, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? But after a while, you were like, they don't need to know Jesus. They don't need him. Yeah, you believe what you believe, and I believe what I believe. And we go through the motions in our Christian walk, and we begin to have these missteps. We begin to have these setbacks. And these are things that, that, that kill the joy, that kill our victory. Let me tell you something, the devil wants your testimony. You see, when you come to Christ, the reason you're so passionate because you realize what God has delivered you from. You realize what God has brought you out of. You realize how God has made a way out of nowhere. You realize that you deserve help, but he gave you grace and mercy. You realize you deserve to be hated on, but yet he gives you his unconditional love. And so you're so grateful for it. You're so grateful for his kindness. You're so grateful for his mercy. You're so grateful for these things. And so you begin to think about the goodness of Jesus. That's what we were doing when we were singing, How Great Is Our God? You begin to think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you. And the song says, My very soul cries out, Hallelujah, because I don't deserve it, what he's done for me. God wants us to go back to our first love. So over these next few weeks, we're going to be talking about how to get it back. Amen. Tell your neighbor it's time to get it back. Yeah, come on. Tell somebody it's time to get it back. That's right. Matter of fact, tell them you need to get it back. Point and get up in their face like you were in the hood and say you need to get it back. Oh, no. You got the wrong one, baby. Find somebody else and say you need to get it back. You better stop playing yourself. You know you need to get it back. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's time to get your fight back. Tell your neighbor, I'm staging a comeback. Oh, yes, I am. I, I am staging a comeback. I'm not going to stay in this situation no more. It's time for me to stage a comeback. So you have to have in your spirit and say enough is enough. I am staging a comeback. I'm not going to stay in this place. God wants you to stage a comeback in your faith this morning. Now, let's go back to the text. We were reading Matthew chapter 14. Amen. And we'll ring about Jesus walking on the water. I, I want to share with you for the remaining moments of this message, three stages for a comeback in your faith. Three stages for a comeback in your faith. Because I'm going to teach you how to come back this morning. I'm going to teach you how to, how to get your fight back. I'm going to teach you how to get your faith back this morning. Because the devil is a liar. I come to call out the devil to be a liar this morning because I'm sick of time the devil messing with my stuff. I'm sick of time the devil messing with my church. I'm sick of time the devil messing with us. Sometimes you have to take a stand and the way you fight against the devil is through your faith. Come on now. You fight through your faith this morning. And so we're going to talk about that in the word of God. So we just read that Jesus, amen, made his disciples get in a boat and go over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Now, previous in chapter 14, in the beginning of chapter, we, we, we read about the beheading of Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist. Amen. Jesus and John the Baptist was close. When Jesus heard the horrible news that, that, that his cousin was killed, amen, was beheaded, amen. Man, he went to a solitude place to be by himself. But also when the multitudes heard about the death of John the Baptist, they went to follow Jesus to find out what was going on. The Bible says Jesus looked at them and had compassion on them. And the Bible says he fed the 5,000, not including men and women. 
So we know it was well over 5,000 people that were there. He took the bread and the loaves. He, he blessed it. He broke it. And God performed a miracle. He fed all the people some wonderful fish sandwiches. Amen. That's what it was, right? Bread and fish is a fish sandwich. Amen. And so they had a, a wonderful time. And so after that, he tells his disciples, I need you to get in the boat and go to the other side and I'll meet you there. So I, I, I put myself in, 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 in the scripture. I said, okay, he's pushing them. Now, these are fishermen now. He's pushing them in the boat. He said, go to the other side. He said, I'm going to meet you there. So I'm just wondering, well, how is Jesus going to meet me there? It's, it's our boat. He's going to get another boat. How, how is he going to meet us there? And, 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 and Jesus said, don't worry about it. You go ahead. You, you go ahead. I'll, I'll make sure all the people get where they need to go. And so the Bible says that um, as, they, as, as he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray, which was very customary of Jesus. Jesus was a man of prayer. Amen. It's good that we have church and we pray with one another, but it's also important that you have time where you pray by yourself. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we can use our, our, our corporate prayer as a crutch for our personal prayer, but not so. You have to have a personal prayer life. You have to have a time that you connect with God by yourself. No distractions, no people around, just you and Jesus all by yourself. So Jesus went up on the mountain there and he prayed alone. And the Bible says later that night, now later that night means that when, when the old, in, in King James verse says the fourth watch. The fourth watch is, is, is the time between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. Now, the, 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 the Sea of Galilee is 13 miles long and about 8 miles wide. So about three or, three or four miles out into the ocean is where the storm hit. So Jesus was up on the mountain. He was minding his business in prayer and then he sees the boat getting thrashed by the winds. It says shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. They said, it's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied. I love Peter. Peter had such a big mouth. But he has, such, he, has, he has such a faith and such a boldness in God. He said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. Here are your three stages this morning for a comeback in your faith. The first point I want to leave with you this morning is found in verse 29. He said, come. Come, take your name, but come. Yes. My first point to you this morning is get out of the boat. Tell your neighbor, get out the boat. You see, the problem is you are stuck in your comfort zone. And God needs you to get out the boat this morning. If you want to have a comeback in your faith this morning, it's time for you to get out the boat. Get out of the boat. Get out of your comfort zone. You see, the problem is you're cramped anyway. You need to move. Some of you are in places where you're stifled. Some of you are in places where you can't move. Some of you are in places where there's no more mobility because it's time for you to get out of the boat. It's time for you to get out of your comfort zone. It's time for you to move away from your familiar place. Get out of the boat. Some of you are in the boat and you're watching the water, you're watching the waves, and you see Jesus calling you. You know that he's there, but you refuse to get out the boat because you're so used to being in the boat. If you're going to see God's miraculous power this year in your life, look, it's, it's June tomorrow. Half of the year is just about gone. When are you going to really step up and believe God? Or do we have to preach every January it's an open door? The door is open now. What are you waiting for? Tell your neighbor, get off the boat. Yeah, you got to get out the boat. You, 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 got, you, you got to get out of the boat. The boat is rocking anyway. You need to get on out the boat. You're frustrated in the boat. You're angry in the boat. You're bitter in the boat. You're confused in the boat. Uh, I wish somebody would hear me this morning and get out the boat. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your familiar place. Get out of that place that has held you captive for so long. See, some of us, we allow people to keep us in the boat. So you need to just stay right there, baby. You don't need to move, but you need to forget about what man is saying. What is God saying? Jesus told Peter to come. And it makes sense, but he said, come. 
You see, the problem is we try to understand everything and have reason for everything. Walking on wood doesn't make any sense. But if Jesus said, come, you better go. It's time for you to get out of the boat. Get out 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 of the boat. Stop trying to be like everybody. See, you, you want to fit in with everybody else. Get out the boat. You're different. You're unique. You're different. You're different. All the mistakes that Peter made, but Peter was the chief apostle of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on now. He denied him three times. You think, well, John is probably, you know, Jesus gave John his mother. No, it was Peter. Peter, God says, it's you, Petros, Peter, upon this rock I shall build my church. He was the first bishop in Rome. He was the chief apostle. Yeah. It was Peter. Loud mouth cussing Peter. <laughs> was a cornerstone and helped building modern Christianity as we know it today. Because he dared to believe God. Even when it didn't make any sense. Peter who was not trained to be a rabbi. Peter who was not trained to be a, 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 a teacher. Peter who was not trained to be an apostle. Peter. The stinky old fisherman. Peter. God used. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. He said, come on, son. Come on out the boat. Some of you need to come out the boat today. You see, when you come out the boat, you got to go down. Think about when you go to a pool. You don't walk on the pool. You go down in the pool. You need to come down out the boat. See, the problem is you don't want to come down. You want to stay up. But you need to come on down. Come on down. You need to come on down out of the boat this morning. Get out of the boat. Watch you take it over that one more time. I said, get out the boat. Yeah, you, you got to get out the 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 boat and so that brings me to my my, my, my second my, my my second stage for a comeback in 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 your faith because you got to stage this thing you got to say see when you have a comeback that means you had a setback think about some of these artists and 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 and, and, and musicians and and movie stars they, they say oh he's staging for a, a comeback oh he's been out the scene for a couple years she's staging for a, a comeback reason you have a comeback because you had a setback but it's time for you to have a comeback. It's time for you to stage your comeback. In other words, you have to plan for this thing. It just doesn't happen. Come on now. You have to add some feet to your faith and believe God for what he said. It brings me to my second point. Tell your neighbor, walk on the water. Uh -huh. Walk on the water. In verse 29, come, he said. Then Peter got down out the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. As I read that, God dropped something in my spirit. Okay? Some of you have already said, Pastor, but I came out the boat. I'm out the boat. But here's the problem. Here's the problem right here. You're not walking on water. You're just standing on it. You say, well, I'm standing in the faith. You don't need to stand in the faith. You need to walk in faith. Well, I'm just standing in the spirit. No, you need to walk in the spirit. And see, the problem is some of you have already stepped out of the boat, but you're not walking. You're just standing. You're busy looking, but Jesus said, I want you to come out the boat and come to me. You need to come to Jesus. You need to start walking. In other words, you better add some feet to your faith. You had enough courage to step out of the boat, but now you need to come closer to Jesus. Tell them to walk on the water. Yeah, yeah, don't stand in faith. Come on. Faith without works is, is dead. Come on, you have to start walking. If you had enough boldness to come on out the boat, then you need to have enough boldness to walk to Jesus. You didn't get walk, they can never get the step in. Oh, yeah, you got to get the stepping, baby. It's time for you to walk. It's time for you to activate your faith. Come on. The Bible says without faith, we cannot please God. That means every step that you take towards Jesus, you're pleasing him because it is a step of faith. It's time for you to walk on the water. It's time for you to forget about your comfort zone. It's time for you to start thinking, well, should I or shouldn't I? Come on now. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understandings. But in all your way acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You want your path directed by God. You have to walk in faith. It's time for you to walk in faith this morning. It's time for you to, to, to not just sit there and look and watch everybody else walk by. It's time for you to walk. This is your gift for you to walk. This is your time for you. If you want to come back, you got to walk. Yeah. 
You got to walk. It's stop standing in faith. Let me tell you, you're standing, you're wasting time. Jesus is waiting for you, baby. Jesus is waiting for your brother. Jesus is waiting for your sister. He's waiting for you to take that step. It's time for you to start walking. Don't just stand. It's time for you to come closer to him. That's what this walk is about. This walk is about that as we walk and journey in our faith, we're coming closer and closer and closer to the Lord. God wants us to come closer. Let me tell you, you're going to need Jesus in this year. If we're talking about we're going to walk through seasons and through doors that has never been opened before, that means that when you get to that next place, you ain't going to know what to do because you've never been there before. That means you're going to have to rely on Jesus to really lead you and unction you. And see, the problem is some of you are not walking because you're scared. Because you said, this is okay. Me just coming on the boat is just a big deal. But now, Lord, I'm out, I'm out on the water now. But now you want me to come over there now. Come on, Lord, now. This is just enough right here. Can we just be okay with this right here, Lord Jesus? But God is saying, I need you to come closer. The miracle is not complete yet. That's why you frustrated because you didn't get the full breakthrough yet. But the full breakthrough comes when you act out on obedience. Half obedience is still disobedience. When you begin to step out in the spirit and begin to obey all that God has said, he will bring the blessings. But the moment that you stop halfway in the midst of what he told you to do, you will not receive the fullness of all that he has for you. I don't care how much you beg, how much you cry, how much you plead with God, he wants obedience. You cannot shortchange God. You cannot trick God. You cannot play a game with God. Jesus said, I want you to come. Don't just sit there and watch. It's time for you to come. Take your name, but walk on water. Even if you're scared, walk on water. Even if you're like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Just walk. Just put your step in front of the next step. Put your foot in front of the next foot. It's time for you to step out on faith. That's what we say when we say step out on faith. In other words, step out on something that's unknown. You don't even know if it's going to hold you. But if Jesus said, come, he's going to sustain you. Amen. You have to understand when God says something, his word is a sustaining word. His word is a preserving word. His word is a sure word. In other words, you can state your life on the word of God. God is after us this morning. Tell your neighbor I'm staging a comeback. Oh yes, I'm staging a comeback. I'm staging a comeback. It brings me to the, the final verse and my final point of the three stages for a comeback in my, my, my faith. And the Bible says, then Peter got down out the boat. He walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, Someone said the wind. He got afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. My final point that I want to leave with you this morning is don't look at the wind. Tell your don't look at the wind. Don't look at the wind. Don't look, don't look at the wind. Don't look at the wind. Don't look at the wind. I, I know this scripture is preached many times. It said, oh, they took their eyes off of Jesus. No, no, no. It doesn't say he took his eyes off of Jesus. It just said that he began to look at the wind. He begins to look at the wind. When he begins to look at the wind, the Bible says, and beginning to sink. In other words, when he began to look at the wind, he did not sink immediately. He began to sink. In other words, the sinking was a process. It was a gradual thing. The reason that we lose faith so many times because it's a gradual thing. When he looked at the wind, he began to doubt. He began to fear. And the problem is why some of you are not walking in faith because you begin to look at the wind. The wind is your opposition. The wind is your adversary. And when the scripture talks about the wind, it's it speaks about the wind that comes from the four corners of the earth. So it's not just a wind that's blowing in front of you. It's not just a wind that's blowing behind you. It's a wind that's blowing on your left side. It's a wind that's blowing on your right side. In other words, it's an ambush of adversary. It's an ambush of issues. It's an ambush of things that are against you. 
But God is trying to encourage someone's heart this morning. Take it in, but don't look at the wind. Oh, come on, I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Don't look at the wind. Come on, don't look at the wind. See, so that's the problem why some of you are stuck right now. You can't even get a hallelujah out your mouth because you're busy looking at, 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 at the wind. You're busy looking at everything that, that's around you. But God has said, if you would just focus on me, if you just let go of the distractions, if you forget about your baby mama, if you forget about that issue, if you forget about your job, if you forget about your nene and your boo-boo, if you forget about the ache in your body and stop focusing on the wind and focus on me, then you will begin to walk on the water. Don't look at the wind. Say that, but beware of distractions. So you gotta beware of distractions in this season. Some of you are distracted right now. That's why you can't even say beware of distractions. You're busy looking, oh, I'm gonna do after service. Oh, I'm gonna text after this. See, you're distracted, you're missing the word. The devil having his way and playing with your mind. See, the problem is we are too distracted in the church. We're too distracted. God is speaking. We don't realize the spirit of God is speaking. We're like, oh, he said something. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, he must be talking to. Yeah, that's a good word. Mm -hmm, but yeah, but you're not applying it to yourself. Don't be distracted. You see, the Bible. The problem is doubt was sinking in. See, the Bible says he was beginning to sink. In other words, doubt was sinking in. Every time he went down, lower and lower, doubt was getting stronger and stronger, and faith was getting less and less. You see, the devil is not obvious when he comes at you, but he sends the wind at you. The wind is called the cares of this life. He sends issue upon issue, and every time an issue comes, and you focus on that issue, and you focus on this issue, then you focus on this surprise bill, and you focus on this sickness, and you focus on that and you focus on your finances and you focus on your health and you focus on your relationship and you focus and you focus and you focus on all these things they weigh you down gradually and like Peter you begin to sink you begin to go down because you stop believing you begin to go down because you got distracted you see the problem with Peter there was always a fight in his mind you see it was a natural mindset versus a supernatural mindset you see the natural mindset says what in the world are you doing walking on water the natural mindset what in the world are you doing serving God what in the world are you doing going to that church what in the world are you doing to do these things what in the world are you doing praying? You know God's not going to do it. You know you're just wasting your time. And some of us allow the enemy to psych us out. We allow that natural mindset to psych us out. But God is after a supernatural mindset this morning. See, you have to change the way you think. You have to think differently in this season. You see, you have to have a supernatural mindset. I call that a mindset of faith. A faith that will not be shaken. A faith that will not be moved. A, a faith that says, come help and come high water. I'm still going on. A faith that says, devil, give me your best shot. But I'm still going to stand. I don't got no help here this morning. I'll preach it all by myself. I'll preach it all by myself. Because I have a faith that's not going to give up on God. Even though I might have had a misstep. And devil, my misstep might amuse you. But my setback will confuse you. You see, this is my season. This is my time for the greater thing that God has for me. I can't get a witness. You just stand there looking. But you need to pull on this word by faith this morning. You need to activate your faith this morning. You need to get out the boat this morning. You need to walk on the word this morning. You need to stop worrying about the wind. Take it in my stage to come back. I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. I know, I know, I know I look like I've been down. I know they put the, the rag over my face and he said she's down for the count, but baby, I'm, I'm changing a comeback. I know you gave me a black eye in the last season, and I know I tripped and hurt my leg, but I'm changing a comeback. I might come back limping, but I'm changing a comeback. I might come back, can't see the way I used to see her, but I'm changing a comeback. I might come back with one finger missing, but I'm changing a comeback. I'm coming back to my place in God. I'm coming back to my prayer life. I'm coming back to believing God the way I used to believe God. I'm coming back to having God and faith and do the things that I know God has called me to do. In this season, I'm staging. I'm staging. 
I'm staging. I'm staging. I'm setting the stage. I'm setting the stage. I'm setting the stage. I'm setting the stage for a comeback. Tell your neighbor, say my missteps. I abused you. But my comeback is going to confuse you. You about to confuse your haters because your haters they ain't nobody. You ain't gonna ever make it just like your daddy. Nothing good comes from your family. But I'm here to declare this morning the devil is a liar. You will be all that God said you're gonna be. You will walk in faith. You will be that child of God. You will excel and do exceedingly abundantly above all that God could even ask or even think. I'm saying you're gonna come back. I'm saying you're gonna come back in my faith. I'm saying you're gonna come back in my faith. I'm gonna get out the boat. I'm gonna walk on the water. I'm gonna look and not look at the winner. But I'm gonna keep my eyes focused on Jesus. I'm gonna trust him in every situation. Even though it might not make sense to me. Even though my corner mind can understand the of God. But my spirit hear Jesus. Calling me, and I'm calling you to come towards me. I'm calling you to walk on the water. I'm calling you step out in faith. I wish I had some help this morning. I wish I had someone who understood. I wish I had someone that said, no, Give it your best shot. But I'm staging my comeback. I'm staging my comeback. Jesus was trying to teach them something because this wasn't the first time that they dealt with a storm. This wasn't the first time that adversity came their way. If you read back, hallelujah, in Matthew 8, verse 23, Jesus was speaking to them. And the Bible says that he got into the boat with his disciples. First, Matthew 8, 23. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake, the same lake. So that the waves begin to sweep over the boat. But this time Jesus was in the boat. See, if, 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 if you read of this account, Jesus was in the boat and he was sleeping. While everything was going on, Jesus was asleep. While the waves, the Bible said the waves were coming in the boat. That means water was coming all in the boat. The boat was shaking to the left and to the right. And the Bible says Jesus was sleeping. And as I read that, the Holy Spirit dropped something in my spirit. And he said God was resting. God was resting. God was resting in the midst of them. He said, the problem is that they have enough faith to know that. If God is resting with you, if God is for you, who can be against you? Great is he that is in you, that he that is in the world. God was for them. God was resting in the boat. In other words, he had them covered. But then the disciples woke him up saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. They go to that doubt speaking again. And he replied, you of little faith. Why are you so afraid? The Bible says that he got rebuked the wind and the waves and it completely was calm. This was their first encounter. You, you think they were learned the first time. But then the Spirit of God opened up my eyes. He allowed me to see something. He said the first time, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? So in other words, he dealt with their fear the first time. But we read um, Matthew chapter 14. He deals with their doubt. And these are the things that are opposite your faith. Fear and doubt. These are the things that you have to watch out for in this season. Fear and doubt will cause you to abort the plan of God. You're so close if you just keep on believing. You're this close, but you got to keep on believing. You cannot have little faith. You have to have great faith in this season. You have to believe God. The only way it's going to come to pass, baby, it's not your degree. Baby, it's not your money. Baby, it's your faith. Your faith will give you access to what your degree can't give you no access to. Your faith will give you access and have you walk around people and walk with people that your money can't even give you no access to. That your degree can't give you no access to. That your experience, your times, your, your manipulating self can't give you no access to. When you have faith, I'm telling you today. 
that is your that that is the currency of heaven everything is operated by faith faith in what faith in God faith in his word faith in his promise you have to trust him this morning he said of oh, you of, of little faith why you are, 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 are so afraid and then when he speaks to them in Matthew 14 he says oh you of little faith why did you doubt why did you doubt they didn't learn the first time and if you read the scripture in Mark that talks about the similar account they said they couldn't even comprehend the miracle of the loaves and the fishes the Bible says why because their hearts were hardened the reason some of you are not going to experience God in the measure in which he desires for you to experience him because your hearts are hardened in other words you resist the Holy Spirit you harden your heart in other words you ignore him in other words, you hear him, you feel the tugging, you know you should do something, but you don't do it. That's called hardening your heart. And another thing is called offending the Holy Spirit. You're saying, I'm not going to do it your way. And you could be quiet and sweet all you want, but you're still hardening your heart. It's like the child that says, I'm sitting down, but I'm still standing up in my mind. You're hardening your heart. The Bible says today, harden out your hearts. But hear, hear what the Spirit of God is speaking to you this morning. I'm staging my comeback. I'm coming back. It's my time. It's my season. It's my time. This is the time for me to make my comeback. Look, we have to pick up our momentum. As a church, God has a great summer in store for us. I'm telling you. God has a great summer. So see, your faith not even there. I don't believe there is no amen. If I was y'all, I've been shouting around around this church, but that means I'm a part of it. That means I'm going to get it first before the church even get it because I'm part of the church. I said, God is going to bless you this summer. God's going to, when I say this church, I'm talking about you. The church is not the building. God is going to bless this church this summer. Y'all still didn't get it. Maybe I should try. Sister Debbie, God is going to bless this church this summer. See, okay, okay, okay. Brother Olu, Minister Olu, God is going to bless this church. This Minister Dwayne, God is going to bless this church this summer. My sister Olu, yes, God is going to bless you this summer. You see, this is your time for a turnaround. This is your time for you to get back on all that the devil's trying to steal from you. This is your time for you to walk in victory. This is your time for you to take advantage. I'm trying to raise your faith because some of you are so low this morning. You just allowed your tank to get so empty. I feel like I have buckets of faith that is pouring on you right now because I need you to believe God. I need your faith to hit the rooftop because there's some faith that God wants to do in your life, but you're about to already give up and throw in the towel. I'm here to encourage you, my sister. I'm here to encourage you, my brother. Don't give up the fight. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Watch it take the now. Don't give up. Don't give up. You're close Make it bigger. You're closer. Make it bigger. You're closer. Make it bigger. Walk by faith and not by sight. Stop looking at what's around you. But close your eyes and look in the spirit. God sent you here this morning. He's trying to help you. It's time for them to have a comeback. It's time for you to get your fight back. Come on, it's time for you to get them fists up in the air and keep going. This is not the time to give up. Come on, this is not the time to get distracted. This is not the time to throw in the towel. This is your time for a comeback. This is your time for you to take your place. This is your time for you to get your edge back. Come on now, get your swagger back. Get your confidence back. Get your confidence back. Pat your neighbor on the back and say, get your confidence back. Come on, pat someone on the back and say, get your confidence back, baby. Get your confidence back. Get your, not in yourself, get your confidence in God back. God is trying to get your attention this morning. It's time for you to get your confidence back. It's time for you to get your fight back. It's time for you to stand your comeback. 
devil, my mistress might amuse you. Oh, but my comeback is going to confuse you. Because I'm standing on the precious promises of God. This is the time. This is the moment. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, well, I was going to preach this the first Sunday in June. It's going to be my June series. He said, no, I need you to preach it today. Today. It's something that's special about May 31st. We need to cross over into June in victory. Mm. Only about 10 of you got that. Some of you, the warfare has been so great on your mind that you thought you was about to lose it at these last couple of months. It just seems like the heat got turned up hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. But I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, it stops today. God wants you to cross over into June with victory. You cannot carry this defeat mindset into June. There's some things that are waiting for you in the month of June. Oh my God. Lord, help me to help me, Lord. I'm trying to move. But it's something unique about June. God wants to do something for you in June. Why'd you think it in with June? Come on, June. Yeah, mark that month. Mark next month. June. God wants to do something for you in June. There's some things that He wants to release to you in June. There's some promises that He said before I had the half of this year is up. He needs to release it to you. And some of you say, Well, Lord, January didn't pass, and, uh, and February didn't pass, and, uh, and March didn't pass, and, uh, and April sure often passed, and then May, I thought I might have got the Mother's Day or something, but May, May is just about gone. But God is saying, Shoot! June. There's some doors that are going to be open for you in June. There's some breakthroughs that are come to you, but you have to position yourself. You have to get in the proper place to receive all that he has for you. You have to stage a comeback. You have to stage a comeback in your faith. I'm done. God help me today. Tell you that it's my comeback. It's my, I need you to walk in the aisle, touch three people, say it's my comeback. It's my comeback. I'm staging 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 my comeback. My business is gonna excel. My dream is gonna take off. My healing is gonna come. My breakthrough is gonna come. I'm staging my comeback. I'm staging my comeback. I'm coming back in my finances. I'm coming back in my faith. I'm coming back. I'm coming. I'm coming. something in here. Oh, God. I need just to praise the Lord real quick. Come on, one, two, three, pray now. Come on, you need that in a shout right now. Come on, give him a shout of victory. Give him a shout of victory. He can call your blessings to you by faith. I grab hold of the promise of God. I'm not just standing, but I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm walking water. I'm walking from the impossible. I'm staging my comeback. I might have lost a lot, but it's coming back, baby. It's coming. Job went through, you know. Job lost a whole lot. As a matter of fact, his first God and die. Oh, but I want to do the works of the Lord and still live. Even though I suffer for a little while, I know things are going to shift. I know things are going to turn. I know things are going to be moved. I know things are going to be in my 
favor. been praying for it. I've been fasting for it. I've been begging for it. This is 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 what you have for me, Father. This is what you have for me, Jesus. This I'm not going to be like your disciples who missed the moment. You see, the other 11 stayed in the boat, but only one was willing to come. Tell your neighbor, are you the one today? Are oh, you going to stay in the boat? Because they all heard the same thing. But only one took the step. Are you the one today? Are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? Oh, God. Somebody just got a promotion. Thank you, Lord. Are you? You walk my words. If I be not a prophet of God, you mock my words. It's not me. It's the Spirit of the Lord. I'm telling you, he wants to bless you. He, he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. As the musicians are playing softly, he wants to bless you this morning. He wants to bless you this morning. This is your time. I'm staging a comeback. I'm staging a comeback in my faith. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get my edge back. I'm going to get my fight back. I'm going to get my faith back. I'm going to believe God like I never believed him before. I'm going to trust him. I might got some cuts, some bruises. But I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way with him. I'm going all the way with him. All the way. All the way. All the way in my faith. All the way in believing what he has if your hands are below this building just begin to worship the Lord I'm asking all to stand right now hallelujah father we thank you we worship you Lord come on and worship the Lord father we bless you we glorify
pray for those who was. Just like we pray for you when it was yours. They're staging their comeback. The stage is already being set. The atmosphere already being set. The process is already being set. The breakthrough is already being set. For the shift that you took a step of faith. You're walking on water. You're walking closer to Jesus. So Father, I thank you right now. By your all sufficient grace, oh God, that joy is coming back to them. Healing is coming to them. Breakthrough is coming to them. Oh God, I think restoration, the monster is coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming! Breakthrough, restoration, healing, it's coming right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for open doors and open opportunities. Lord, the devil will not have their testimony. 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 I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I bind your evil plan. I bind up your schemes. I bind up your snares in the name of Jesus. I pronounce victory over every woman of God in here. I pronounce victory over every man of God in here. I pronounce victory over every boy and girl in here in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you today that this is their last day for defeat and their new day for victory. God, something special like the month of June. And I pray we won't miss the moment. God, there's some opportunity that's going to come. And I pray that you will position us. That's why we're staging our comeback that we might receive all that you have for us. I thank you for the testimonies that are to come 
in the days and the weeks to come. I thank you for the healing that's going to come. I thank you for the salvation that's going to come. I thank you for the miracles that we're going to hear about. For some of us, we've been waiting a long time. Oh God, but you said, do not be weary in well-doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. So God, we're going to keep on pressing. We're going to keep on fighting. We're going to keep up. 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 We're going to keep, keep on pressing. Oh God, we're going to keep on. We're going to get back. 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 Everything that belongs to us. So Father, let your blessings cover and keep each and every soul. In the precious name of Jesus. I thank you and I praise you, Lord. Come on, put your hands together and bless the Lord. As you go back to your seat, I want you to touch three people and say, I'm staging my comeback. I'm staging my comeback.